0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Health & Discovery podcast hosted by Dell Technologies. I'm your host, Chad Desalets, with Dell's ISG Solutions Marketing Group covering healthcare and life sciences. In this episode, we're joined by Nick Brown, Chief Marketing Officer from Vyasa, and we welcome back our guest, Mr. Ken Berda. Thanks for joining me today, gentlemen.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Chad.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Always a pleasure to have you guys on and excited for uh, today's conversation on, on Viasa and how we work together with Dell here. So, Nick, you know, Vyasa was on a previous episode of our of our old series, the podcast. But a few things have changed since then. Can you reintroduce the audience to Vyasa? Maybe cover the the what, the where, and the how.
2: Absolutely, I'd be happy to, Chad. So at Vyasa, we're focused on helping organizations solve some of their biggest data challenges, uh, and we do that through the development of what we call an intelligent data fabric called Layer. What that enables organizations to do is overcome data silos and gain new intelligence from their data through the power of deep learning. These capabilities can be applied across a variety of use cases, but where we really see a a significant amount of traction and interest is in the ability to help uh, organizations explore their data in a low-code environment and then accelerate insight extraction for things like uh, early healthcare and life science research, uh, pathology and radiology reporting, and uh, patient care and patient need use cases as well.
0: Thanks, Dixon. And that was a quick overview.
2: And you mentioned
0: the deep learning algorithm um, that you guys refer to as Layer. Now, this is broken out, right? This algorithm gets broken into a whole portfolio, right? Like a suite of offerings that, that you guys can help your customers with. Can you briefly discuss
2: those different products and, and where those sit? Of course. So at the core of our solution is that data fabric that we were just describing. And again, as a reminder, what that allows you to do is to connect to disparate silos, whether they're in the cloud or on premise, and make that data accessible without having to move or replicate it. Um, But because we're handling such a variety of different data types, we've built a series of uh, deep learning interfaces that help you uh, interact with and explore that data. So those include everything from our uh, core layer solution, which helps with things like simple keyword or Boolean searching, sort of to get a bird's eye view of the type of content you have available uh, within your data. Uh, But from there, we have advanced applications such as uh, Axon, which is a dynamic knowledge graphing capability which allows you to ask a natural language question across all of your data and then uh, explore results in a highly visual knowledge graph, which allows you to identify relationships in your data and also uncover insights that might be hidden within unstructured content. In addition to that, we also have a uh, solution called Synapse, which is a smart spreadsheet technology. Uh, What this allows you to do is ask questions across sets of unstructured documents and allow the deep learning to build out structured spreadsheets for you on the fly. So it's, it's eliminating a lot of that arduous task of doing that initial data collection and data analysis across really complex data sets. And then lastly, we have a solution that we're really excited about called Retina. Retina is our image imaging capability, which allows users to streamline the uh, analytics tasks for everything from image collection to uh, image classification in in image tagging, and then lastly, being able to do deep learning model training on those images as well. So, streamlining the imaging uh, workflow for individuals like radiologists or pathologists or other healthcare professionals who might regularly be interacting with uh, complex image files.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing, Nick. So, obviously, Viostar has this incredible portfolio, all based on that that deep learning data fabric. Uh, algorithm that you guys have put together. And I'm really glad that you landed on Retina because that's what we're going to focus on today. I mean, I think with even just your quick recap, we could probably talk a lot about uh, the entire product suite, what we'll focus on Retina today. Um, so again, retina scalable image analytics and model management, uh, enabled by the deep learning to streamline tasks associated with medical imaging, as you mentioned before. And luckily Ken is on who has spent quite a bit of time in the world of imaging. Ken again is our life sciences guru. Um, can you talk a little bit about imaging in healthcare and life sciences and some of what the workflow looks like? You know, that, uh, Vyosa can help automate as Nick mentioned. Certainly.
1: Well, as as you mentioned, you know, folks go in and get a, a scan. When they go to see uh, their doctor, they get prescribed uh, an image. Um, these scans, whether they're MRIs or CTs, mammography, this gives the doctor a better understanding of what's happening inside the body. You know, imaging is that non-invasive tool that doctors can use. These images, once they're developed, can be read and interpreted by radiologists or other appropriate doctors to help diagnose and develop a care pathway Uh, to go forward and and build a treatment plan for that patient. On the technology back end, these images are captured, associated with the patient's record, and then added to a PAC system, a picture archiving and retrieval system, or a VNA, vendor-neutral archive, for analysis, recall, uh, and then finally for archiving, you know, to to maintain that patient record over time. Uh, The analysis of these images still can take some time, however. Uh, this is really set up to to speed the time to diagnosis and help develop uh, a way to find that treatment sooner. This is especially true in the di- in the field of digital pathology. In digital pathology, you're scanning a glass slide. Uh, that then becomes a digital image that that AI can then run against. And this is where retina uh, can help speed up that analysis process to look for certain types of diseases or cancer states or or really share information back with the the rest of the care team on what drugs, what type of therapies should we move into to better take care of this patient.
0: Thanks, Ken. That was that was great. Thank you so much. Um, now, of course, we talk about medical images. Uh, we talk about a lot of files, especially on a yearly basis, right? We look at overall how many studies per year, what's being done, um, and that consists of a lot of data, right? Um, especially, as you mentioned before, as more departments go digital, uh, especially in the world of digital pathology, um, where cases can generate up to 10 gigabyte per case, um, there's a lot of data being generated and nick before we jumped on the podcast you were discussing an interesting stat around uh data generated imaging
2: what, what was that stat you had mentioned yeah i mentioned that on average hospitals create up to 50 petabytes of data on an annual basis however as much as 97 percent of that information goes unused including in imaging
0: yeah to me that number is staggering right i mean especially working at a uh you know, at an infrastructure company looking, <laughs> thinking about, you know, that 97% of that doesn't even um, go, doesn't even get used in, in any way or form. So now that we have been over the basics of medical imaging, the basics of IASA, um, the fact that unfortunately the data goes unused, um, let's dive a little bit into the challenges that, you know, healthcare life sciences customers are facing when it comes to imaging. Um, Ken, you want to take this?
1: Sure. You know, at its core, one of the biggest challenges is the management of these images. They're stored in a variety of platforms from JPEGs to PNGs, big TIFF files, uh, all depending on what the image is going to be used for. These whole slide images uh, from digital pathology or from radiology have other information that's attached to them. And they have to be stored across departments and across many different facilities, even in the cloud or on-prem, depending on, on how they're going to be used and what the organization looks like this makes collecting and transferring a lot of image files very difficult uh a significant time and effort is spent in in just managing them before the analysis even happens so before they're even being put to clinical use how do we deal with these images and move them around Uh, prepping these images is another example for uh, a pathologist who is going to look at an archive of images Uh, When you go to retrieve those, they need to be labeled, tagged, and really understand what the annotations need to be on that slide uh, as they look at it. Same thing's true for radiologists who are looking for specific artifacts. Uh, This is all can be a long and tedious uh, task, which can lead to a lot of mistakes and mislabeling. Going back and trying to redo a file can, can really be difficult later. Uh, so having tools that can help us find what the, what, what's actually out there can help medical professionals, you know, really get to their job instead of trying to take care of, of all the IT and all of the, the image information on the back end.
2: Yeah, and fortunately, um, a lot of advancements in deep learning are being applied to those challenges that Ken was just outlining. Um, it does really start, though, at that, uh, that, at that data accessibility uh, standpoint in that 97% of unused data stat that we were just talking about, though. And that's where things like a data fabric technology can help it, uh, solve that first problem by making that data accessible and eliminating the headaches of having to do those large file migrations that anyone in imaging is all too familiar with. But then once you've solved that problem... Uh, you have those uh, advanced deep learning capabilities through uh, things like transformer-based models that can help with those two other areas that Ken was talking about that take uh, medical professionals away from those point-of-care opportunities. Uh, training models to do that uh, that labeling and tagging for you, uh, and then also doing that image detection so that you can uh, more easily identify those areas of interest or points of concern Doing things like creating that initial cohort uh, uh, curation of those images to know, okay, here are my set of images that are benign for a disease, and here are my images that the, the models believing are malignant. All of that can accelerate that and streamline that, um, that, that analysis process for those professionals uh, to, to help them get to the important tasks faster.
1: Well, that's great, and that's a very useful uh, set of tools. There, you know, explain a little bit more detail how Viasa can help. And this is this is not only, and I'll talk about this in a second, but this is not only just for for healthcare and, and physicians. It's also a very useful tool for uh, research and, and, and pharmaceutical drug discovery
2: yeah absolutely and ken i'm happy to um the the solution retina that we were talking about applies to a lot of the things that i just outlined so the three main areas that we see uh, the solution being applied to is for that image management with the data fabric on the back end but then because we've created a low-code environment that helps to streamline that image classification our models can go in and run that classification based on any of the training sets that physicians already have in place so that they don't have to do that that image collection and initial tagging identification. Once that, that classification has taken place, they can accelerate that full image uh, image analysis time because they're not doing all of the uh, mundane, if you will, or or uh, labor-intensive uh, admin tasks to get all that, that data available. So we're seeing a lot of interest in retina really being applied to that type of uh, use case in, in, in making uh, the lives of physicians and radiologists and pathologists a lot easier.
0: That's great, Nick. So, you know, again, on, on retina, um, you know, what are your, like, your main... Takeaways for the audience, like where can Retina, like what are they, what does Retina really
2: enable users to do? Sure, absolutely. So, um, it, for anyone who one is dealing with uh, with large repositories of images, particularly if they're saved across multiple locations, uh, Retina helps solve that problem initially. So, we whenever we're talking to uh, individuals or organizations in the market, the first thing we always ask is. Where are your images now, and how challenging is it for you to bring those images together to run any task? From there, um we we definitely focus on the uh, the time intensiveness of those um, tagging and labeling uh, capabilities. do they have do you have a uh, any type of automation involved to do that process for you? And if you don't, here's, here's a, uh, a seamless interface and, and application to help you begin to do that process. And then lastly, it comes down to uh, how mature their data science team is. Um, there's a couple of really interesting uh, features of Retina. One of them is that we have a model management dashboard. What that ultimately means is that if you're an organization who might not have a mature data science team, you can use the models, the deep learning models that we provide within Retina to do that model training for you. So all you have to do is select a model and select an image set and the model will begin to train uh, directly for you. Similarly though, we do have other customers who have very mature data science teams but just want a way to streamline that image accessibility and that initial training process. They can input their models directly into our system and help them uh, accelerate some of the tasks of the data science team as well. So uh, to recap the three areas that um, we're really applied to and where um, organizations really see benefits in retina is in uh, image management and classification, uh, image identification and labeling, and then lastly in that model training.
0: That was was great, Nick. Thank you. Ken, could you possibly comment on how... Uh, Viasa's retina offering complements someone's current PACS deployment?
1: Correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick, but I think this is an opportunity to be able to sort your collection, right? Uh, Instead of being, you know, I have these cases I'm going to sign out today. Let's say I'm a radiologist. I'm using the PACS system. I'm trying to figure out what this is. I now am struggling understanding what this case is, is telling me. I'm seeing images that, you know, I'm not really familiar with. Can I search my database? and look for specific cases that are similar and then i can look at success of those treatment pathways that we've developed nick would you say that's a useful use case a- absolutely
2: in your you're spot on ken the ability to uh to complement those pack systems is really an area uh where where retina comes in and, and can uh, benefit that process
1: now we could take that a step further and look into you know the whole process of drug discovery you're now sorting through multiple systems, of you're, you're retrieving image files from many different hospitals uh, because those are the cohorts that have been de- developed for your clinical trial. Now I need to sort through those images and figure out, okay, these are the ones that I'm really looking for in this targeted population that I'm going to use to complete this clinical trial. Uh, so that sorting happens. I may need to add some annotation to those now that I've selected them. And this helps me build out uh, the repository I'm going to continue to work with as I move through the discovery process on into testing, on into to safety and quality assurance and those kind of things throughout the the, the, the pharmacological process of developing a new drug. Uh, so all these things, I think, uh, are, are what can be useful here in, in using a tool such as this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd also add to that, Ken, the, one of the values is that because we our data fabric can be a, a, applied across multiple file types, that means that you can take all those results from that imaging and still connect it to any of the unstructured text or reports that you have related to those trials and harmonize those together to create a, a singular environment for doing that further exploration and discovery. So it really eases that data accessibility and in that analysis task because you no longer have to worry about where's my data to run X task or is all of this data clean enough for me to, to begin to run that analysis layer and Vyasa is doing that initial uh, uh, task for you to, to really a- operationalize the data.
0: All right. That was a great conversation guys on, on how packs and, and, um, Retina kind of complement each other and, and work together. Um, you know, Nick, we've been fortunate enough to attend both HIMSS and Dell Tech World uh, together. So I've been able to see in action presenting to, uh, you know, some of our joint customers and and those folks that um, attended those shows. You know, I think what people might be interested in now is, you know, what are we looking at for total rollout and adoption of Retina? If someone listens to this and they're like, wow, I, this is great. I'd love to start doing this. Um, you know, what are they looking at for, you know, time frame, technology, that type of thing?
2: Absolutely, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, exciting traction within the market, um, and in terms of adoption and in and, and bringing Retina and the Viasa suite into an organization, um, the beauty of, of the solution is that it's actually quite uh, lightweight. So our our application is fully containerized, and we deliver that as a Kubernetes Helm chart to the customer, to which they can deploy that uh, the solution within their on their on-premise systems. Uh, Completely with behind their firewall and within their environment. So that's a it's a really important thing to to know as it relates to any type of data fabric or deep learning solution that you're applying is that uh, with Viasa, none of the data that you connect into your fabric actually comes back to us. So we operate completely within your secure firewall. Uh, being co- fully containerized means that we can be deployed in a matter of um, uh, of hours in in most cases. You know, particularly with being uh, close partners with Dell, that means that anyone that has uh, you know a Dell PowerEdge or PowerScale server in place can uh, easily input ViASA and begin to really experience the power of the data fabric. That's great, Nick. So.
0: Um, Obviously, I think what people are thinking now is, okay, you're on a podcast with Dell. What what does one have to do with the other outside of just core infrastructure? Um, Ken, I'll turn to you here. Um, Can you discuss the partnership between the two companies a little bit and, and how our technology can make this a reality for those folks?
1: By partnering with Dell, we can leverage innovative solutions such as Dell PowerEdge and Dell PowerScale to provide the compute power needed to accelerate our performance. Uh, Leveraging Viasa through Dell can also provide customers with flexible scale-out, the capacity they need, especially at these petabyte scales, uh, to provide a healthcare data fabric solution within a very uh, familiar server environment.
2: Thanks, Ken. Yeah, that's a great uh, recap of the infrastructure that uh, Vyasa can be deployed on. Uh, The partnership that we've established with Dell has been incredibly successful for us, we're a Dell OEM partner, and as part of that, we've had a really close collaboration with the healthcare and life sciences team at Dell so that we can begin to uh, spread the word about Viasa and then have uh, strong deployments within academic research centers, hospital networks, and also uh, research consultancies as well. So uh, the, the partnership with Dell has brought in a lot of... Um, successful guidance for us in terms of the ways that we can be deployed within these large enterprises and in the way that we the both of us can work together to help these healthcare organizations solve some of their most challenging data problems.
0: Thanks, Nick. You know, as a, as a partner of ours, it's great to have you on. Um, you know, it was great to have this conversation. Uh, Ken, is there anything you want to add here?
1: No, I think you know as we look at uh, our solutions both for healthcare and for th- for life sciences, these kind of capabilities are only going to continue to grow, or or the requirement for these kind of capabilities is only going to continue to grow. Yeah, these are the types of tools the clinicians of today and and of near future are looking for uh, to really get to uh, you know better treatment pathways for their patients.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll echo that, Ken. Thank you so much. Um, Nick, again, you know, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for, for coming on and speaking about BIOSA and, and Retina today. Um, I think we have a, a joint mission, right, which is to help our customers and to help them, um, you know, accelerate their discoveries, accelerate diagnosis, any way that we can help support
2: them. Um, you know, happy to be able to do it together. Absolutely. Looking forward to continued collaboration. And uh, thanks, Chad and Ken, for having me. It was great
1: talking to you both. Great. Glad you could be here.
0: All right, all again, a big thank you to Nick Brown, Chief Marketing Officer from Vyasa, and our own life sciences guru, Mr. Ken Berta. Um, it's been a pleasure to have both of you guys on today. Uh, thank you all for listening to the uh, Dell Technologies Digital Health and uh, Discovery podcast. Until next time, be sure to check out Dell.com/healthcare.